Welcome to the Vertifor Insurance Podcast with Rick Fox. We're here to talk about the industry with some of its biggest influencers. From technology, trends, and current events, if it's happening in insurance, you'll hear about it here. Make sure to tune in every week and join in on the conversation with us on social media at Vertifor. And now, here's Rick Fox. Welcome back to another episode of the Vertifor Insurance Podcast, the VIP. I'm the host, Rick Fox, and today for an insurant, we're changing it up. It's an insurant with a guest. Go figure. But this isn't one of your typical, hey, let's get an industry expert in here to talk about insurance and give their position, which is awesome. We change it up. We're bringing on Dylan Braun. Dylan, my producer, my friend, my partner in crime on this uh, VIP journey that we've been on. Dylan, uh, I'm, I'm actually kind of surprised that we're over 100 episodes right now and you have not yet been in one of these. So welcome. Welcome to the program officially. Hi, Rick. My name is Dylan Braun. I'm the producer. Why is it taking 100 <laughs> episodes to finally let me get some spotlight? All right. So the recording's on. So you feel like you can say whatever you want. I'm not liking it. So you, you, that's not going to work. Uh, no, but but honestly, Dylan, I, I've said it before, but I do want to say it's been really fun working with you on this stuff and your perspective, having not been in this industry forever, just having been in the last few years is really, it's it's very helpful. It's very enlightening. It's obviously seeing out of a different lens. So um, I do value your, your, uh, your per- opinion, your perspective. It helps the show. Uh, we wouldn't be here without you. So um, I do appreciate you, man. I appreciate it. And I kind of tell you, I've learned so much doing this podcast that I would have never learned um, having not doing it from you. It's not from me. It's from those great guests that we have. But thank you. That was really sweet. All right. So for today for the rant, I have a couple topics I just want to kick around and want to get Dylan to rant on it a little too. Um, But this is sort of like, you know, almost current events with what's going on in the world. Uh, And the first topic is the job market. Uh, we're, We're feeling this at our company right now. There, there has been such a crazy uh, you know, term, turmoil in, in, in the marketplace, just in general, especially our, our headquarters in Denver. So I'll use Denver as an example. It is, it is really, really hard to find good people right now in tech in Denver. And I'm not saying that as, as that's an outlier to the rest of the country. I have friends all over the country hiring people, people looking for jobs. If you're good and you're looking for jobs, it's a great time to be on the market. If you are a company looking to hire good people, it's really hard. And we do that. And we talk about this on the show a lot and talent and trying to attract young talent. It's even harder than normal right now to bring in new talent. Dylan, uh, your significant other, it kind of went through the pandemic with some kind of craziness. Um, talk to me about that journey and then tie it into what's happening now as a, as a good story, what's going on in the job market. Yeah, for sure, Rick. So this one was quite a wild ride for us through the pandemic starting last March. <clears throat> um, Nicole actually worked in events and when the world shut down, she was probably the first person I knew that got furloughed. Um, she that was just tough for us immediately, not knowing you know, what the future held for us. Um, but immediately, you know, she had her, her little fun with, with unemployment and not doing anything while we all worked from home. Um, but then, you know, probably a month or two in realized, hey, I need a job. Um, and lucky for us, I have a few connections within the 
software industry here in Denver. And, and one of my friends was able to get her a job as a, as a BDR on the sales team. Um, something that she had never done before. Could you imagine that? <laughs> Transferring from events to, to sitting behind a computer and working in software. Um, she did an awesome job though, you know, for a, almost, almost a year, just worked her, her butt off and, um, learned the industry, learned all of the different silos within the industry. She was top rep, right? She was the, not, not only was she the top rep, but she earned the top ecosystem player for her South central region. Um, and it was a company-wide thing at SKO, right? So she, she had this awesome award. And then, um, you know, having the experience, she's like, All right, I need to do something more in this, in this company. I need to expand. She interviewed through the sales team. She interviewed through the customer success team for probably four or five different positions as she waited for a position on the events team at her company to open up. Well, lucky her, um, as it worked out, the timing, she ended up getting in there just right in time as, as she missed out on one opportunity, another opportunity opened for her in the events industry. And I honestly could not be more proud of her uh, because I don't know anybody else that has this story where she now a year later after the pandemic has her ideal job that she would have been in pre-pandemic, you know? So she would have never taken the time off for a year to go work in a you know completely different industry just for the chance to work in corporate events. But here she is now, um, just couldn't be more proud. That is so cool. And I think what's awesome about it is there's, you know, there, there obviously is a million uh, sob stories out there of, of the, that same thing that didn't have the same result. But I think what it does talk to for me is perseverance, uh, perspective. It, it's all those things where you're like, you know, that day, that first day you guys, you know, when she got furloughed, you guys were probably like, okay. Uh, we're going to have to figure out our money situation. What do we do? Oh, we've got a little unemployment coming in. What's next? And that uneasiness that, that a lot of us feel uh, or have felt not only during the pandemic, but just in life. I mean, I, I, and, and so I tie that back to the current job market. Uh, it's a good time right now to be a strong candidate. And Nicole's a good example of that. Somebody who, you know, through the pandemic was able to find, um, was able to find, you know, the dream job through through some adversity. Uh, our organization, I am, you know, combing through people that I know and connections on LinkedIn and looking for great people because we 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 like every other organization is in this situation. And here's what I think it is. So as the pandemic hit, obviously there were a lot of layoffs at a lot of organizations. Our organization was able to not do any layoffs, no furloughs but we did put in a hiring freeze as did a lot of organizations. So as the hiring freezes have started to open back up, positions need to be filled and companies are overpaying in some, in some places for talent or even just for bodies. So if you're hiring, let's, so, so let me tie this into the insurance industry. So Dylan, now you've, you've been around, you've heard me, mumble on about the silver tsunami and the, the and having having the inability to attract young talent it's even harder right now so i think what's crucial is i want to give you three steps if you're out there and you're and you're and you're looking to find people and i would say these are the three steps for any in industry but let's keep it back to insurance so it's number 1 is defining what you're looking for all right number 2 
is having a plan in place from the point of not just the, 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 okay, how am I going to find them? What does the interview look like? Not, Oh, uh, Susan's coming by at two to interview, but having a plan in place to, to let them interview you in a way that they will be attracted to what you're offering, whether that's compensation, benefits, work environment, the mix of home versus remote, whatever that looks like, um, having a plan so you can have the conversation and let them interview you as much as you're interviewing them. Because right now that shoe has changed feet and that the, the candidate is holding more of the cards than ever. So that the first thing is, you know, we find out who we want to hire. Then the second thing is having the plan. Where are we going to find them? Once we have the, 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 the hook set, so to speak, how does that conversation go? And then what is it that I'm able to say that can draw them to me beyond the compensation and the benefits and, the, and what the work looks like? But it's what it looks like to be part of this organization. So what is your culture like? You've heard me talk about culture a million times. What is the experience of being an employee at your company feel like? Do they, do they wake up on, you know, do they midday Sunday are they already dreading going back to work because you have old tech or they're having to re-enter this or do that? Or because so many people in your office are grumpy or you make them come in Monday, Wednesday, for, well, like it could be any number of things. You need to be prepared right now to be interviewed, to, to, to attract people. You're not the only person they're talking to. We're finding this in tech. This is very true in insurance. Dylan, I'd love to get your take on, you know, not only just the people you know, but being part of Vertifor, hearing all this stuff about insurance, knowing what's going on in the job market. What are your thoughts? I think Vertifor's culture is it's just incredible. You know, it's one of the things that keeps me around. You know, Rick asks me every time we sit down, like, you happy with your job? You happy to be here? And I, every time I tell him, I love it. I couldn't be happier. I don't want to go anywhere else. Um, one of the reasons why, and I, I might kind of steer this in a, in a different direction, but I think that the coolest thing at working here about the culture is how inclusive it is and internally how much Vertifor does for its employees. Uh, it's June, it's Pride Month, and this is really bad radio. You wouldn't know this without seeing a photo of me right now, but I'm wearing my Vertifor orange shirt that has the, the rainbow design that we wore when we marched in the Pride Parade uh, in 2019, last time we were able awesome. to. Um, and that was something like that, that, that just really makes me feel proud to be part of a, a culture that supports everything in, in, in every choice you make. So if you think of what Dylan just said, think, put it into your world. If you're sitting at, in an agency right now, or you work in an agency, or you run an agency, you want people to be saying exactly what Dylan just said. I'm, I'm very proud to be part of Vertifor. The culture is great. We're very inclusive. I'm wearing my shirt with pride. Uh, those are the, I mean, doing things like marching in the pride parade, like, like the kinds of things that are out there um, as it relates to creating an environment that people want to be a part of. So there's two things that work there. One, obviously you attract, atten- you attract new talent. Number two is you keep that talent. Because Dylan can tell you too, uh, from living in from living in Denver, he'd never tell me this, but you know he's probably gotten hit five or six times. People looking to to bring him off of the Vertifor team and onto some other organization. And that's happening at the agency level too. Other agencies, other industries, people are leaving your agencies to to find something bigger, better, brighter. So it's on you to create that culture. 
as this job market has gotten even more difficult. Dylan, is that fair to say that like, I mean, you have yourself, you have Nicole, the friends that you're, that, that you hang around with. It's, it's a, it's a buyer friendly market right now. Right. I mean, it's, it's all about being the candidate and, and um, it's crazy. Yeah, for sure. Rick. And, and it's funny because I have mentioned one to you before, and I got to say like, if there's any other period, just stop reaching out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but you're right. The, the cool thing about the culture too is the people that we hang out with outside of work, you know, I, I hang out with so many people that I work with outside of work and obviously I have friends outside of that, but we play kickball together. We, we play in, um, you know, flag football leagues in the fall. Like I, it's just stuff that I live for. It's just such a great community. Well, I would say, and for those of you that don't know, I might've mentioned it, but uh, you don't have a full background on Dylan, but Dylan is a very, uh, very, very good Australian rules football be modest, player. Be modest. And, and he has a mullet to show for it. Like that's kind of like, like that's how Don't be modest about in. that. Don't be modest about that. <laughs> Dylan, um, I would, l- let me change gears on you here. I, I think, I think we, I think we made the point. I think I'm glad you said what you said, like almost from an employee perspective to give some leadership um, vision to our, to our principals, to our managers, to, to people in positions of making decisions on hiring, on finding talent in the agency world. But I mentioned a word there, and I think it's part of what creates the culture, and the word is leadership. And um, without getting into too many details, here at Vertifor, we, we've been going through some things, and some of those things have to do with, with attrition, with people leaving, with, um, with this crazy job market, but other things as well. And I just wanted to spend a minute and talk about my perspective on leadership, and then I'll let Dylan kind of give his, but just because you have a title doesn't make you a leader. It makes you, I, I, I was on with one of my teams uh, and their vice president, Matt Brown, who's a, an amazing leader. Uh, he's got seven managers on his team. And I was on with these managers and I said, you know, making sure people are making their calls and checking that box and, you know, doing their email cadences and supporting X, Y, and Z making sure that your people are doing that. That's a manager. That's managing a situation. That's not a leader. Leadership comes, well, even when times are really good, leadership comes from how are you helping people be the best version of themselves? Are you creating a scenario, creating an environment where people will literally stand in front of a bus for you as a leader? And do they feel like you would do the same and stand in front of them? That's when things are good. That's just normal leadership. But what hit me this week was some people who I think really stepped up in our organization when times aren't perfect and they've taken that leadership position, even those that aren't leaders. They are, you know, and by leader, I mean titled leaders. And I, I thought it was important to bring that up. You guys uh, that listen to me obviously know I do Monday motivations and that's leadership's going to be my word uh, next week. It really is because that's, to me, that's the good stuff. That's the people you want to have around. And to Dylan's earlier point, that's the kind of things that create culture. Dylan, any comments on kind of what I just said or your perspective or vision on what, I, what, I'm, what I'm thinking? I got to say, just for my career, I've been software for, I don't know, maybe don't fact check my LinkedIn, but maybe seven or eight years now. Um, and, and if it wasn't for the leaders that I had, then I, I wouldn't be in the positions that I'm in or, or would have, I would have left, you know, by now. Um, and I got to say that I'm 
I really am proud. I've said it five times now, but uh, for being a Vertifor employee, just because of the leadership we have at, at the top level. Um, again, don't go to my LinkedIn and, and check and see what other organizations I was at before. But there were times that I questioned the, the C-suite in what direction that the company was going. And the reason why I stayed on was because of my managers, my direct uh, report twos. You know, if it wasn't for them literally standing in front of a literal bus, um, I wouldn't be in these positions. And it's those people, you know, I got to think looking back at my career. Yeah. Rick might be one of them. And nah, no, let's Don't not get tell. carried away. Let's not get carried away. Dylan, let me say this. And, and again, this is kind of fun. And you and I have these, it's funny because this is almost just like you and me having one of our normal conversations. And I love to get your perspective on it. And, and, and I think what you're doing is sort of cementing some of the things that I say. And a lot of times it's, I, I have, you know, as, you, as most of you know, I have three, three kids, two of them are athletes. And, but the two that are athletes, I, I, I've, I've coached, I know sports, uh, especially as it relates to basketball. And I can tell them till I'm blue in the face as their parent, you know, quote, and I'm putting the air quotes up their leader. And I can tell them, you know, this is what you need to do, or this is how hard you need to work, or this is what's going to take to reach your goals. And they hear me and, that, and that's great. But it's when you hear it from someone else, like my daughter came home last week and she's like, Hey, my coach said this, this, and this. And I'm like, I've been saying that to you, but, but you heard it from your coach and now it means more. So to Dylan's point, you know, it's good leaders. But now what I'm saying about Dylan saying it is you're hearing it from somebody that's not just me. You're hearing somebody from a different, you know, a different perspective that can give you that. And I think, I think that's what's cool about us having this conversation, Dylan, is it's, it's really cool to just kind of get your, your take on it. Dylan's a great guy. Dylan's, um, you know, he's got good perspective. Sometimes I wish he had a different haircut, but other than that, um, but other than that, a good guy. So Dylan, I'm going to, I want to just kind of get your take on the world as a whole right now. And I'm going to let you start this one off. But my topic is, you know, we spent a lot of time earlier last year, mid last year talking about the pandemic. I only want to use it as a reference point right now for the fact that, that the world feels a little uneasy right now because there's, there's so much middle ground between are we in a pandemic? Are we out of a pandemic? You know, from talking to your customers and your friends and other people, some are fully back to work. Some are still fully remote. You've got all these situations, but I just kind of want to give a state of the union for, you know, kind of our company uh, and what's going on in the marketplace, what's going on in the insurance world that you know about. So start with you because I've been, still, I've been, you know, taking probably all the good stuff first and saying it. So you go first. Yeah, I came on this one because today because I wanted to talk. So. Um, <laughs> I, I couldn't be happier working remote. I think that is one of the coolest things that's happened with the, with the pandemic. You know, now that you know, we might transition to having some sort of a part-time office later in the year, maybe into 2022, I think that's great. Uh, but I also think it's great to give your, your employees opportunity to have that option. It's been incredible for us. Um, but the, the, the best thing about you know, the way the state of the union, where we are right now, with you know, vaccine and everything else going with the pandemic, no matter what your opinion is, is we're back, baby. Yeah. We are yeah. back. I'm I was going in to a, I was in a gym. Tomorrow. Dylan, I, I was in a, I was in a, a an arena last week watching. Exactly. A, How cool is that? You're, you went to what, the hockey game? Yeah. I went to the lightning game in Tampa. 
<laughs> I'm going to a Rockies game on uh, on Sunday, and you know, I just I couldn't be happier. You know, the only thing that's that's not so cool right now is that you know airline prices have gone back up. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah. can't just go to Tampa to visit. Yeah, you know, <laughs> hundred bucks. It's four hundred now, but you know. Well, and what about like your customers and the people you're talking to in the industry? Yeah. You know, we do a lot. Like your one of, one of your main things is like conferences and and getting out and meeting with customers. And what's what's the, the what's the vibe? You know, kind of nationally. Yeah, thanks for bringing it back. So, uh, you know, it's getting at it. We're back, baby, right? Um, yeah. We are back to travel at Vertifor, and one of the coolest things about that is is I'm able to start working with our marketing team, our events team, to to get stuff scheduled and and get our our people out there. You know. One of the, the guys that works directly with Rick and I, his name is Matt. I'm, I'm sending him off to Kansas on Monday uh, to go to his first event since, since things have been back. I think you're, I'm sending you out towards uh, Utah next week also, right? Yep. You're not sending Matt, me anywhere. I'm just going. You're, you don't, you're not the boss of me, Dylan. Just give me some credit, man. Just give me a little <laughs> bit. Um, no, I don't get to, to dictate your schedule. But that, that's the awesome thing. I mean, for, for me, I'm, I'm not only my program manager and produce the podcast, but, you know, we work directly with networks and INA, the, the big network conversation um, conference is coming up in Chicago in August. And that's another one that we're looking at going to. I, I'm just I'm so excited that we're back and we get to see people again in person. That's it's a big part of our job, especially from the sales side of things and just the insurance side of things. I just cannot wait to be back in front of people. Yeah, it, it does change. Like I, I mentioned, I was at the lightning game. I was with a customer and it was just great because you, you do, you go from zoom meeting to zoom meeting and, and it really is productive. You can get a lot of stuff done with zoom, but you know, you got a meeting on the hour at the end of the hour, you got to go to another meeting. So you get off and you get to be in person, whether that's at a show or going to meeting with people or like even in the case of a neighborhood or, you know, a community insurance agency, it ends up with them then being time to have other conversations, you know, like, tell me about your kids. Uh, you know, the, one of the guys I was with last week was like, Oh, I just built this new patio with a, with this big brick kind of outdoor kitchen thing. And I, you know, so we start talking about like, I don't, I don't even know what that means. I don't build that kind of like the, you get into a different level. We all know this. I'm not telling anybody anything they don't know. But to Dylan's point, it's back. We get to start doing that again. I think what's cool about all of that is if you think about it in the perspective of what we talked about earlier, culture, environment, you know, Dylan said he wants to be working at home, but he wants to go see people. It's most important for all of you out there as the world is sort of normalizing, whatever that new normal looks like, is that you're listening to your people. And that you're finding out what is important to them. I, I mean, obviously, you just heard Dylan. If, if, if somebody at our organization said, Dylan, what do you want? He's going to say, dude, I want to get on the road. I want to work from home and I want to get on the road. That's great. It, can we be productive doing that? Yes, we can. Okay, let's do that. When you start mandating things, you know, I think our, our organization has done a really good job of slowly walking through a plan figuring out how we go back. We have offices all over the world. Uh, how, do we, how do we make that work for everyone? And, and, some of our, and some of our employees were like, okay, what does that mean to me? And that's totally fair. And we listened. And I think that's what you need to do in anywhere in the world, but in, I'm talking to insurance folks. As you figure it out, have, an, uh, have, have, your, have your keen ear to what, what your people are thinking and what they're saying. Because you think, Personally, 
get back to the office. Let's open the office. Let's get back to the office. You know, Dylan would might tell you differently that that's not what he wants. He does not want to be back in the office. If he was your employee, he wants to get more. He thinks he can get more done at home and having those conversations, I think are, are, are crucial to the successful transition and the future, the future success. So Dylan, I'm going to ask you the same question. I ask everybody else on the normal episodes. It's not a rant. This isn't really a rant, but it's our rant uh, time. So we're doing a rant. Glad to have you, but I'm going to ask you that question. What's Dylan Bronze? One big piece of advice for the insurance, for the insurance industry. Here. I mean, really it's listen to your employees. They're the, it, that's been my thing for since I've been in my own career, you know, if, if you don't have a pulse on what your employees want, then it's the people at the bottom are not going to run things the way that you want them. You're not going to find the success that you want. So I just, for any industry, but specifically insurance, you know that that CSR that's been there for 40 years, if you don't listen to what she says, then you're going to have a bad day. And no matter what place you work, where you are in the industry, I feel like that is the most important thing that you need to do from the top down listen to your people and work with them. I love it. Hey, so here's what I'm asking everybody to do. A couple things. Here's my asks. Ask one, make sure that, as I always say, make sure you're connected with me on LinkedIn and send me a note and tell me what you thought of Dylan. Tell me if you think this is a cool way that we do this and having him on a little more frequently. Maybe maybe once a quarter is all I could take, but, but at least <laughs> once a quarter having him on. Uh, the second thing would be to go connect with Dylan Braun. Like Dylan does a really good job of sharing content. He's got a good perspective on the industry. Obviously his position in our company gives him access to a lot of really cool uh, things that you can learn about the industry. Uh, so that will be the second thing. And then the third, please, 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 if you're not subscribed to this podcast, where you get your podcasts, and then additionally go to vertifor.com, click on the resources tab, go to podcasts and subscribe there. That's where the bonus content is. That's where the really cool stuff is. Dylan, my man, I appreciate you doing this. Thanks for thanks for being on with us. As always, great conversation. I'm glad to be here. Thank you for listening to the Vertifor Insurance Podcast and tune in next Thursday for a brand new episode. You can find more episodes at vertifor.com under the resources tab or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you subscribe. And if you enjoyed this episode, share it on social and spread the word. Don't forget to join in on the conversation and recommend future guests by messaging us at Vertifor.